Today with Catherine Ruinala. Well, I wanted to share with you tonight um, a little bit more about what it looks like to receive that grace of God that comes as he releases faith in our hearts. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Now, who could tell me this as a memory verse? Hallelujah. For by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Hallelujah. We can quote it. By grace, we've been saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. But have you ever thought about the fact that it is a gift from God? It's God who gives us the capacity to have the faith that causes us to believe. I remember um, when I first really found the Lord, I believed in him, but I, I didn't have a connection. And I just got honest with God and said, Lord, I can't see you. I don't know you. It's really hard to worship someone I can't see and don't know. Help. And he gave me the gift of faith to be able to know him. Where, oh, there you are. That supernatural thing that happens in our hearts. It's, it's not just an intellectual knowledge of, yes, I agree, I believe. There's something supernatural that happens on the inside when we're converted. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And the Bible tells us, seek and you will find. And if you look to him, if you get honest and you pray honest prayers and say, Lord, I need your help, help me. Like the father prayed when Jesus said, if you believe, all things are possible for those who believe. And he said, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And God did, hallelujah, and his son was healed. And those prayers of help me, Holy Spirit, he will help you. Get it from your head to your heart. Hallelujah. Because Christianity is not just a, a club where we all join and we believe the same thing. It's a supernatural connection with God, a, a fellowship with God that is not human. It's why we pray in Ephesians chapter 3. You know this is my favorite um, apostolic prayer that the, the Lord would strengthen us with might in our inner being by the Holy Spirit, that we would know Christ dwelling in our heart through faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend together with all the saints what is the height and depth and width and breadth, the love of God that passes human comprehension. Paul prays this because he knew that the love of God was not something you could grasp with a human intellect. You need supernatural, supernatural Holy Ghost strength to be able to comprehend it. We can teach it, we can hear it, we can listen it to it, we can confess it, we can decree it, we can agree with it. But when the Holy Ghost comes and he speaks it to your heart, then supernaturally you have faith. Yeah, yes, I know that I know. By grace we are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, and it's something glorious that God won't withhold from anyone who'll ask. 
And this is, this demonstrates to us the, the very essence of the gospel, that we are utterly dependent on the Holy Ghost. We're utterly dependent on the Spirit of God, that He doesn't expect us just to grab it intellectually and run off. He delights for us to be united with Him. Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father doing. In, in that He was the Son of God, yet He still didn't walk in presumption or in human reasoning or intellect. He was connected to the Father. He'd lift his eyes and he'd, he'd talk to the Father. He'd be strengthened with this supernatural connection that you and I can have. When he taught us to pray, he said, pray like this, our Father, saying the same connection that you see me having with him, you are invited to have that too. And it's beyond human knowledge. It's, ah, it's divine. It's supernatural. And it's this supernatural faith that God wants to release in our hearts when we recognize that we need the Spirit's help. You see, sometimes we get tempted to become, have an attitude of, yes, yes, I know, I know, I know, yes. And um, I'm almost feeling like I'm rich and full and having need of nothing. Without realizing we've even got there. But when we humble ourselves and we say, I need help, I need you. Oh, I need you every hour, I need you. As we recognize our dependence on the Holy Spirit, He will continually fill you and flood your heart with a supernatural faith that isn't striving or trying. Lord, I believe, I believe, I believe. Oh God, I believe, I believe. But actually going to the place of help, Lord, help me. I need, I need supernatural help to be able to have faith. Fill my heart, flood it. He gives to us, each one of us, a measure of faith. But that faith is not something that is human. It's supernatural, it's divine, and it is connected to Him. He doesn't expect us to believe or trust somebody that we don't know. That's why faith works by love. He is love. And so we need that infusing the faith that he gives us so that just like as the prophet wrote about these mysterious wheels with eyes all around that would move in heaven and the same wheels would be moving on earth in sync. You ever read that? Mysterious. But actually, it's a picture of you and I Everything we do on the earth is what God, he wants it to be what he is doing, that we would be on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Moving with him. In him, we live and move and have our being. He doesn't expect us to do anything apart from him. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He doesn't just go, yep, right, I've, I've given it to you and I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to watch and see how you go. He wants us to be continually dependent on him, recognizing that this isn't a formula that we work. I've seen people take the message of faith and work it like a formula and think, right, right, yes, yes, right, right, right. 
God never intended his words to be a formula. He never healed someone the same way twice. Why? I believe he was demonstrating to us that we need to avoid getting into a human pride that says, I know what to do, and get back into this place of, thank you, Father. I'm connected to you. You are my ever-present help in time of need. The Holy Spirit will quicken the Word of God to you, make it alive and remind you and speak it to you. And then when you move, you're not moving out of your head, you're moving in the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. When our eyes are on Him, He supplies us with His faith. Not of ourselves, it's the gift of God. Hallelujah. And you know, He calls Himself Jehovah Jireh. Our provider, he will provide all of your needs. It's another memory verse, folks. According to his riches in glory, according to Christ Jesus, hallelujah. He will provide your need. You have a need of supernatural faith. You have a need of supernatural help. You have a need of his voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. There's something that happens when I come before the Lord and I've had times when I felt like I've struggled to, to believe. I felt a little bit sometimes like that man, Lord, I believe, I believe, I know it, I know it, but oh, help my unbelief. And I've gone to the Lord and I've said, Lord, what do you say? And the Holy Spirit will remind me of a scripture. And because I've heard his still small voice remind me of the word, it's like, oh, yes, I've heard God. Like Mark just shared there that when the Lord spoke to him and said, oh, is that pride? And then he realized, I heard the voice of God. Okay, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then spoke to his body. He was healed. Why? Because there was a supernatural connection with God. God spoke. Bianca testified the other weekend about how in worship she felt the Lord say, you're healed. And from that moment on, after two years of constant pain, she was healed. You know, there's something glorious that happens when God personally speaks to you. It can happen when you're reading the Word of God. It can happen as you talk to him, but as you hide the word of God in your heart and he brings it to your remembrance at the right moment, hearing that still small voice is like, oh, I heard him say it. And it's supernatural and it's powerful. Hallelujah. When you read, when you open your Bible up in the morning and a verse jumps out at you and you go, as you meditate on it, you think, oh, yes, that's God speaking. You've got it. It's like, this isn't just something I know intellectually. I had a moment with God. And when you hear his voice, that's it. You got everything, yes? I believe the Holy Spirit has been given, as the word says, to reveal Jesus to us. He is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word is God. He is He is the Word of God and the Holy Spirit wants to reveal. But the Word is not just printed words. It's a dynamic, real, living Word. It is Jesus Himself. And we can't separate 
the printed intellectual words from the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit who wants to make the, the author of those words real to our heart as we read them. He wants to speak to us personally. The beauty of a relationship with Jesus is that it's not you're on your own. It's divine fellowship. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all this day and forevermore. Hallelujah. Because as we have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, quickening the Word of God to us, speaking to us, then we have faith. John 15 verse 26 says this, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. The Holy Spirit will testify of Jesus, that he will remind you of the truth of who he is. I remember um, years ago, I, I was um, just, I think we were having our 25th wedding anniversary and we were having a holiday and it was nice and I was just talking to the Lord, having my morning devotions. And I felt the Lord just start to speak to me. And I, he spoke to me through the words of a song. And he, sang, he, he just began to sing over me. In my head, I could hear him in my heart. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. That is just straight scripture. But when I heard him sing it over me, <laughs> all my concern about health just went out the window. God spoke it to me. He told me. This isn't something I'm trying to grasp. He gave it to me. And this is why I harp on about you memorizing the word of God. This is why I want you to hide the word in your heart. Because when you hide it in your heart and the Holy Spirit speaks it to you through the still small voice, you have got it. And you know, oh, this is going to happen. Hallelujah. That's why it's beautiful. Last night I was ministering and I felt the Lord give me a word of knowledge. There was a, I, could, I knew it was a woman and I knew there was an issue with the breast, but I also felt that I had a word of knowledge for the lung. And I, and, but then as I, I listened and I, I knew it was someone who had breast cancer that had gone into the lung. And there she was right in front of my hand. And the Lord touched her. And it was just so glorious. And I was reminded of the reality that, yes, it's the will of God to heal everybody. Absolutely. But when there's a word of knowledge and the person who's been wanting to receive hears God speak their specific situation with with detail, <gasps> I heard God. And that's the value of the gifts of the Spirit. They can help release faith, hallelujah, in people's hearts. And I tell you, it certainly released faith in my heart because I'm like, yes. I said, is that right? Yeah, yes. I'm like, yes. Yes, I know God's going to heal you now. 
Whereas I intellectually know that I lay hands on the sick and they recover, but when I've heard it, <laughs> I, look, I'm just being honest with you because I want to help you. I want you to walk in what, what is the freedom God's given us, the, the beauty of, of divine health, of the, the precious privilege of being able to be ministers of the gospel. But God doesn't expect us to operate as people who have this magic gift that's just going to just go around and just, just do things on our own, in our own will and our own intellect. He, he expects us to be like the wheels, connected to him, moving with him, not apart from him, because apart from him, I can do nothing. And he doesn't expect, it's not, um, it's not some random thing where God will speak occasionally. If you'll incline your ear and you'll ask for help, he says, I am your ever-present help in time of need. And I tell you, when you go to heal the sick, that is your time of need because you can't do it in your own strength. So when you go, oh, yes, I need you. I've done this before. I remember ministering in um, Augusta, Georgia once, and I was praying my best prayers, everything I knew to pray, I prayed, and nothing was happening. And I heard the Lord speak to me. And he said, would you like some help with that? And I thought, yes, <laughs> I would. And I realized I was getting out of the rest of faith and the connecting with him and back into my own, trying to do it in my own strength. My passion and my desire to see them healed should be enough, but no, all the passion in the world won't heal the sick. It's not by might, not by the power of your desire or your emotions or your intellectual understanding, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. And as we recognize what it looks like to humble ourselves and be clothed with power from on high, then Christ in us, Christ upon us, us seeing what the Father's doing and doing what he's doing, then we'll see the glory of God manifest on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. John 15, 5. We're going to get good at these memory verses. You're going to be calling them out before I even get to them. Hallelujah. Because they're going to be so embedded in your hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. John 15, 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. He who abides in me and I in him. This is this glorious us in him and him in me. Together, 
People say, well, why do we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit? He, he comes into your heart when you get born again. Yes. And you need to then get into him and let him cover you and surround you and, be, and clothe you with power from on high. You need to help me a little more with this. It's the truth. You need him. He doesn't just go, right, there you go. And then leave you as orphans and wait and see what you're going to do. He doesn't expect you to operate apart from him. And that's the beautiful good news of the gospel. Because then he gets all the glory for everything that happens. Instead of us saying, well, because I had faith. Shabbat. He wants to supernaturally empower what we know. And when you hear him say it, it's not just head knowledge. Hallelujah. But it doesn't have to happen with a, you know, a vision or an audible voice. It could be a still small voice. It could be simply the Holy Spirit reminding you of a scripture. It could be as you're reading the Bible. Oh, you know what I'm saying. It's more than just like the information you get when you read the paper. It's God speaking to you. When the Holy Ghost makes it real on the inside, He empowers what you know intellectually. It's good to be knowing things intellectually. I love to learn. I love to understand stuff. But we need the Holy Spirit to make it alive. Quicken it to our hearts. John 5, 19. Therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, truly, truly, I say to you. You need to listen when Jesus says truly, truly. It's an emphasis. Listen to me. Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the Father will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. And then he said, the same works that I do and greater works will you do. Do you think that he expected you to do it without the same connection? John chapter 10, verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. So if you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I hear the voice of God. If you are a sheep, if you are one who calls Jesus your shepherd and you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Bible, which is the word of God, which is the truth, says that you hear his voice. We don't have to hear it all the same way. We don't have to all be seers. We don't all, but God can speak to you if you will believe that he wants to speak to you. And it's not some random thing that occasionally he'll talk to you. God will talk to you constantly if you will learn what it looks like to be utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit. This is the life Jesus lived. It's just beautiful when you read it. Truly, truly, I say to you. That is emphasized, emphasized. Listen, listen. 
Why do we need to know that if that was just only applicable to him? <coughs> truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. This is the son of God. He had no interest in doing stuff in his own strength. I can do nothing of myself. It's no longer we who lives, but Christ who lives in us. Hallelujah. Reckon yourself dead indeed to sin and alive to God in Christ. Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, these things the son also does in like manner. It can seem like such a difficult supernatural thing. God, how could that be? How could I be like Jesus and hear what the Father's doing? And sometimes we read these scriptures and we get the idea that Jesus, see, this is Jesus. It's an unattainable standard. And yet he said, that if you will believe in him, if you will repent of your sin and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, not only will he forgive your sin and never remember it again, he will give you a new heart, his spirit. You'll become a new creation. And as he is, so are we in this world. <laughs> 